Okay. All right. That's it. Let's go. They're just ambitious women networking while some other women aspire to get burkin'. While some other women hit the club and get twerking. Educated women know that it's a bit irking. Whether you be a woman or you be a male, you need to listen to Janina and Shalia L. Cause if you know like I know ain't nothing better than the Billy John. Authenticity is something that they really on. <laughs> this is the John, a podcast. I love y'all. Be forward. Join podcast. I'm your host Shalia and your host Janina. And today's affirmation says, Always keep in mind your temporary feelings can destroy everything you're attempting to build. Today's word of the week is empathy, and empathy is the ability to understand another person's thoughts and feelings in a situation from their point of view rather than your own, putting yourself in the shoes of another. It differs from sympathy. Sympathy is feeling compassion, sorrow, or pity for the hardships that another person encounters. Um, the reason why I picked this word is because people always say, yeah, I can sympathize. I can sympathize. <laughs> but is really empathize. Sympathy is more so, you know, when someone loses someone, or you could feel could feel sympathy, but I think it's misused and overused a lot. So, what's up with you? How's your week going? Fast. I feel like it's going <laughs> fast. Really? I feel <laughs> like it's going slow. Oh, no. It's going fast for me. I still got a bunch of stuff that I didn't do that I need to do. What's new? But yeah. Um, I don't know. It's already Wednesday. I feel like it was just a weekend. But yeah. My week about to be over. Yeah, pretty much. Get your list and start checking it off. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, work from home this week so I could get to feeling a hundred percent better and I do. I feel a hundred percent better. I feel like if I would have pushed myself to go into the office, then I wouldn't have been giving myself time to fully heal. And so I'm well rested. Maybe that's why I feel like the week going by fast because I had all these days at home. <laughs> you mean slow. Yeah. So yeah, slow because I, I just been home. So yeah. All right, you got any, um, oh, I like that joint for this week? I have a nope, I don't like that joint. Okay, so what's your nope, I don't like that joint? When people are so hyped to post R.I.P. without even knowing, A, if the person is dead, B, if the family knows about it, Oh my God. I'm just so I'm so over it. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. I, I, I hate that. I don't like that drone either. 
it's like what is the rush like jeez yeah it's like especially with social media i feel like people are always in a race to be first but why right and this is the part that was so ironic so more recently a situation happened Yesterday, I seen one of my Facebook friends who is somebody who we used to work with a long time ago. Um, I saw people posting, rest in peace. P- what does the P stand for, PIP? And people don't be doing peace PIP. And, peace, and para- peace and paradise or something Peace like and that. paradise. So I saw at least probably four posts, right? About this person, tagging this person you know, that they've passed. And I was like, oh my God. And it was late when I seen this post. And then today I seen quadruple the amount of posts um, about this person dying or whatever. So I'm like, oh wow, you know, thinking it's solidified. And then later one of her kids had her phone or, you know, her Facebook login and, and was like, stop putting rest in peace near my mom's name like she's not going she's fighting for her life like that is so wild to me mm-hmm. and these so people wild. that's posting it they haven't been to the hospital they haven't talked to this person's family they just running off of something that they saw on facebook right because then in turn it's a domino effect because i'm then telling people because I see at least 10, like for me, when somebody is going, I, I usually like the more posts validates it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, I seen at least 10 mm-hmm. and the people are tagging the, like, you know what I mean? Like these aren't like, I don't know any of these people and these people are tagging this individual. So I really don't know what, you know, the depth of their relationship is with her, but I just assume you wouldn't be tagging somebody who's alive, you know, saying rest in peace. Like I would just think that. Like, that's so wild, but, um, it it makes a little sense because I seen one, one post I saw with somebody saying, pray for her. So I'm just like, that's weird. Like, but now everybody's saying, you got this, you got, I'm just like, yo, people crazy. (laughs) They do that to celebrities too. I know. They always do it to celebrities. They was about to kill Jamie Foxx off, honey. Child. I don't know what it is, but and that's yeah. what her his daughter had to come on. Like, look, they was trying to kill Kelly Price too. Remember, mm-hmm. she was missing and she was dead. <laughs> they Girl. did quick. quick. Yeah, that's why. Like when Tina Turner died, I was like, oh, they was just killing Angie Stone. They Andy just Stone. was killing Angie Stone last week. My husband said to me, "Oh, did you know Angie Stone died?" I was like what <laughs> <laughs> no she was in a wheelchair she looked sick she did not die i was like what mind you i'm on social media way more than he is so i'm just like i didn't see not one post saying she was dead so i'm like where is he getting this from and he was like google it child I'm like, well, you need to be able to see more than one site that's saying it. I was like, Mm -hmm. usually TMZ, they've learned their lesson and they make sure that they validate it like with the coroner or somebody that they have at the medical examiner's office. They, I think they got somebody's death wrong or whatever. And then it was like, oh no, after that. 
But yeah, like you can get sued for that. Stop doing it. Yes, that. like y'all killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. So I have a nope. I don't like that joint too. So I don't like when people tell you, "Oh my God, you're too young to have gone through this," or "Oh my God, you're you're so young to have gone through this." And so I. <laughs> I went to the lab um, <sighs> this past, last week, and the lady was, like, looking, and she was like, oh, my God, like, you're you're so young to have gone through all of these things, and I'm like, how, first of all, do you know how old I am? Second <laughs> of all, like, why do you, and I've had this encounter with people, with like medical professionals several times, and That's I always weird. have to tell them that it's inconsiderate to say that to people because nobody asks to have these illnesses or conditions. So do you say this to babies who have cancer? Oh right. my God, you're too young to have, no. It's like, just let's, inappropriate. Let's, let's call up these illnesses and tell them to wait until you're 50. Like, what is exactly. the purpose of that? Like nobody's asking to hit, yeah. And it's just like, and when I when I said it, because the girl was a, and that's also like saying I'm older not gonna person. say she you was deserve young. to have all this stuff going on, right? And so I was just like, that's <laughs> inconsiderate, and you should you shouldn't say that to people because nobody asks to have whatever they're going through. And it's just, I just like I was pissed off, and then what really pissed me off is she going to take. I don't like when when people who draw blood do this. Like they'll put a band aid on a chair or something and try to put it on you. Like no, she you had a freaking. Took it all, she took off the thing. Yeah, like oh, so you mean. know when you rip a when you open a band aid, it's the mm-hmm. two things on each side. So yeah, they'll like take one side off and put it on something. No, that's unsanitary. This lady had the band aid on her scrub shirt. I miss no. I don't know where your scrub shirt been. If you got pets at home, oh, her none scrub of that. Janina, I wish I was lying. What? I said no. Do not give me that bandaid. I've seen the only time I've seen that, but it's like you know how if you have like tape wrapping tape and they have to like change a bandage and they have to pre-cut the tape not not on a scrub shirt of course but like on the counter maybe but this is tape but and they a bandage sanitize it. but yeah they, but like it's like a bandage, the bandage is not going to be touching the touching actual skin. skin yeah right, right well i right. mean the tape that's going over top of the bandage is not going to touch the skin touching the bandage right no right this but because when i used to go to dialysis they used to um pre tear the tape but they they were sanitized um the station because what it was it was like a table that pops up and that's what they use to put all the supplies on it but right. they sanitize it first no you don't you didn't sanit. why do you why do you have that when your uniform shirt so yeah <laughs> i think that reminds me i need to because they always send the survey afterwards and i'm going definitely annoying so but this is the thing. If you don't, I feel like I had to let her know because 
Nobody was going to say anything. Like, what? On your shirt? You could have spilled barbecue sauce, ketchup, anything on it. You could have had that shirt on all week. You taking a Band-Aid, putting one side of it on there, peeling it off and putting it on somebody's skin. But a Band-Aid is so... The Band-Aid is equipped to... Like... It has one side on it. Yeah, like, and do it at one time. That is so weird. Like, I've never seen anybody do that before. Usually people, phlebotomists who have skills, that's what they do. Yeah, weird. But yeah. So, it's prime, prime, it's prime. (laughs) What did you buy this week for prime time? Who got your money? So, I got a new phone. Um, oh, did you? I do. I have a um, iPhone phone you 14. Got iPhone oh, 14. Excuse me. I know. I don't okay. feel like it's any different, but yeah. Um, So I bought a case for my phone. And I don't know. It's a whole bunch of fruit flies in here. I don't know. They're trying to take over my house. So I bought some fruit fly trips. It's a mess. Oh. Did you see that? Um. That thing that they got that that plugs in, it's like a blue light. Yeah. And it catch a, um, I had in, intentions on just going to Home Depot and purchasing one instead of just like okay. waiting for it to come in the mail. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard, I hear a lot of people say that they really like that. Yeah. I got to do something. But I also um, have, I got to see if I have any more. But last summer, I had bought this stuff to put in the drains for the fruit flies i gotta see if i have any more left okay i um i bought the a chime for another chime for the the ring camera because the other day i was here by myself and this man came to the door i didn't get like the maybe i was away from my phone and the, the notification i don't know but I go back when I go back and look, it was just like somebody rang the bell. Then he took out his phone, was looking at his phone. Then he looking up at the house. And when the ring thing came on, like, we can't come to the door right now. He talked about, oh, nice house and walked away. Oh, wow. But a further investigation, he had on a uniform, but that could be anybody. You know what I mean? Anybody could put on a uniform and put on the badge and try to come to your right. house. So. But if you get a um, and it's just if you, weird. If you, get echo, if you get an Echo or Echo Show or something, the Alexa thing will tell you too. And you can yeah, see. Yeah, we just haven't hooked it up to. Uh, I I don't I I don't want um, I don't think I want any more of that kind of stuff because. The Alexa that we have just be picking up and doing, I don't, yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. But if so you already the have the Alexa, the, that's what I'm saying. If you already have the Alexa, I think they can tell you when somebody's at the door. Yeah. They, so the chime works because you hear it. But then it's like if I'm away from my phone, then it'll, it, if I have my phone, it pops up on my phone. But if I'm away right. from my phone, then I'll hear the chime. So, yeah. Yeah, I needed to get my parents a chime. Yeah. So you got to hit this joint up is where we highlight a small business. And this week we're highlighting Black Lotus Holistic Health Collective, which is founded by Cassandra Boulding. Um, This is located in the 
in Philadelphia, actually on Lincoln Drive. Um, and they offer several ser- services such as dance, self-care Sundays, paint and sit for teens, and they have a mom's market. Um, you can follow them on Instagram at blacklocus.hhc. And you could click on the link in their bio and it'll list all their services, the dates and times and anything like that. They actually have um, a workshop coming up on Saturday. Um, and they are promoting their mom's market, which they say promotes equity um, for black women. So if you're in Philadelphia and you're looking for something to, it's, it's, a little something for everybody. You can take the kids there for the, the paint and sip. You could go to the mom's market, go to self-care Sundays, you know, check them out. Um, make sure y'all follow them and support them. So um the horoscope this week is gonna be Leo. You know, it's approaching Leo season. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Why you be hating? When when, when Virgo was coming, you just it, it ain't our fault. You almost at the end. I mean, you just got wish your turn. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um. So for love, your gut instincts are dead on this week with your leader sun traveling through intuitive Cancer and your house of psychic energy. Don't ignore the obvious chemistry between you and someone you're interested in, despite the obstacles. When you know, Leo, you know. (laughs) And for health, you should be encouraged to talk over any problems that cause you stress. Life could be intense and underlying issues could rise to the surface. In order to avoid tension, headaches, and nervous strain, seek professional help if you need it. You'll feel better once you're clear of these issues. Don't hold back. Let it all out. I know that's right. (laughs) And for money, this week, you're battening down the hatches when it comes to paying back any money you owe. You may be striving to finally get rid of that indebted feeling and find that wonderful freedom in cutting up old credit cards. You're working towards this reality slowly but surely. In the meantime, think about how you can use your creativity and intuition in your investing life. You may find some very lucrative ideas in the strangest places, so be open to how they come. Okay, Leo. Interesting, Leo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for current events, So this is something that I came across on the internet and then I did some more research. So it's a Yale physician, black, black woman. Um, Her name is Dr. Amanda Calhoun. And she's suggesting that um, doctors should be forced to wear body cams um, Mm -hmm. so they can be punished if they are racist. And she's claiming that she watched um, a black teen die in the ER as white colleagues chuckled i believe it i think there was some um malpractice lawsuits where people went into surgeries and they left like their phone recording or something and they could hear Mm -hmm. so like now a lot of times these um surgeries are recorded Mm -hmm. and so um 
she says she's heard white nurses joke that young black children will probably join gangs and doctors describing natural hair of black people as wild and unkept. Um, and it's just like, yeah, I could believe it. So the thing is with the body cameras, you know, they pretty much saying that it would violate um, HIPAA and some things like that. But she's saying have the fa- if the families want it or the person wants it, then have them sign off on it. And I agree because then it will cut down on um, the racism and things like this happening. Because how unfair that, um, you know, well, I don't innocent see, I don't see people... how it would... I don't see how it would violate HIPAA if it's just a different way of recording the person's medical procedure because, I mean, they put everything in charts. It would be the same. You know, it would just be uploaded into their chart. Like, it would be the same thing, in my opinion. I guess because body parts might be shown or, like, the actual surgery and stuff like that. But I don't think... So, I was thinking... Well, maybe not body cams, but they be mic instead. Audio. That's a requirement. Yeah. yeah. Instead of the body cams. <laughs> so. Right. But then. Either way, if oh. it's in, I'm saying if it's in their medical records, nobody can see your medical records without authorization. So. That's what they say. But girl, a lot of stuff be going on in the medical field that doesn't, shouldn't go on. So I just seen something crazy where this guy bought this storage unit and it was a doctor's that had got evicted from his office and he put all 20 years worth of people medical records in this storage unit and the man contacted him and was like hey you know I bought this storage unit but do you want these records and he gonna tell him do whatever you want with them I believe it crazy mm-hmm. and he was like i'm not touching it because at the end of the day i'm not going to be responsible for this this is people's socials and all kinds of stuff you know did you um did you see the amanda sill uh podcast interview with tabitha i did so yeah, I did. <laughs> pretty much um she was said asking but insinuating that tabitha was a witch she was, in my opinion, redefining the word witch. I don't necessarily know why, but she was redefining the word witch, um, being as though that Tabitha has a gift. And it was like, but I, I didn't understand why she was trying to redefine what a witch is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, because well, like- afterwards she was like, so I was pretty much right. And like, no. You were no, because she gives credit to her. The difference is she gives credit of her gift to God, and right. which is don't. So it's like, what? Right. Everybody with a everybody with a gift isn't a witch. Isn't like, a I guess, witch, right? I, it's like she was trying to imply that, and it's mm-hmm. like it is a difference between a witch because like people are practicing witches where they don't necessarily have a gift, but they utilize spells and curses and stuff like that. But like, if you have a gift, then you don't have to do anything. This is something that God put in. God gave you. Yeah. And I believe that God gives everybody different gifts. Oh yeah. Most definitely. So that's just her gift. And to imply that she's a witch. 
Like, I don't know. It just, it, and that, and so Tabitha was like, no, I'm a seer. And so right. I was doing some research and there can be different types of seers, but pretty much from my understanding of Tabitha Brown, because she said that she, she talked, wrote about it in her first book. Yeah, it's like there are seers who follow Christ and let Him lead, you know, their thoughts and their tongues and things. And there's other seers who don't, but I believe don't. that Tabitha right. Brown is a follower of Christ. You know what I mean? So right. It was yeah, weird I mean, me. I I believe that. I mean, as a Christian, if you believe in the text as it's translated, you know that early on God gave a lot of people gifts and they were able to openly utilize their gifts but I think Mm -hmm. you know I don't think he ever stopped giving people gifts I just think that it's something that is not known a lot so you may not know how to utilize it um but like when she said, you know, she used to see as a small child, like, cause I believe mm-hmm. in mediums. Like I watch the, the guy, the white guy, Tyler or whatever. I watch him all the time, but I believe in mediums. Um, so, you know, she, she was saying as a small child, she would see people, you know, like deceased people would visit her. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, like at the end of the day, people are vessels and God utilizes them however he see fit i personally see her anointing i personally see uh the manifestation of like you know her journey being what it was to purposely like touch lives and purposely like show people that you gotta you know keep the faith and you know don't give up so i i get it everybody is different uh i mean i thought it was a good podcast i mean yeah, i thought it was, it was. yeah yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good podcast. Um, that part just stood yeah. out to me. That's all, because it's like that part was forceful. So you're a to witch. Me. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. kind of forceful. Um, and I think, uh, and think a lot of times that's what happens when someone is more faith based than others. So, like, I don't think that Amanda Seals, she doesn't come off to me as like a religious person yeah. or someone mm-hmm. who's like you know really faith-based so I think that yeah. a lot of times is what even even the way how, how the way Tabitha handled that whole thing is like somebody else would have been like which like Tabitha was just so grateful and she like, could have no. and she could <laughs> and, and she could have you know, after this, but I mean, they do have some form of relationship, so I think that's why she may have felt a little more comfortable because I know Amanda Sills was on Tab's show, so maybe you know, yeah, I, but somebody, I just don't think she used even the right still, word. if yeah, even still, I just think the way that Tabitha is able to you see God in her, just how she carries herself, Most definitely. the way that she responds, and you know, all of that stuff, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love her so. So the internet, so the internet was having a ball, honey. They was having a ball with this whole Kiki Palmer and her baby. God, you know who his brother is, right? No, who his brother? The guy that plays Dro on Insecure is his freaking brother. Really? Yes. 
That's how mm-hmm. they met. Okay. And Dro okay. in real life, Dro in real life, I think is kind of like an F boy too, because I think he has a kid by the girl that played Tasha on Insecure. Oh. Ooh. Girl. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I listen. I'm all for Kiki um dropping that fool because he's out of pocket. And like, it's like you say this, but you had a baby with her and you are not married to her. So we like, you as soon as somebody uses about? the word wife in their explanation, but they're not married, it you no longer can listen to anything that they say. Because why are you referring to somebody as a wife when or just bringing up things about wifely things if she isn't a wife. And then on top of that, but what would it have mattered? It would have been different if he would have said, he was like, you're a mother. It's not like. He showed to me that they were already. I felt like they were already broken up because he, to me, didn't say anything like you got my ass out there. So everybody can see, like he didn't say anything about their relationship or her being, you know, not a single person. Like you saying she's a mother. She can't wear her ass out. What? But weren't they at the show together? Uh-uh. No, she was there with her girls. Oh, I thought they were there together. So they are broken up. I don't know. I don't think it was public knowledge if they were going through something or not broken up. I felt like she went to Vegas on some, I'm going to do me. And that's why he felt the need to kind of like say whatever he said because he was in his feelings. That's how I read through the line, through the in between the lines, because he even like well. doubled down on it. And if y'all in a relationship, why would you do that? Like to me, you would like, why would you double down on it instead of just talking to your girl? Like that just seemed like y'all wasn't really she wasn't really or messing he with you. was looking for some attention because they can exactly to. because she wasn't really rocking with him that's what i'm saying like i felt like she already wasn't really rocking with him and he just keep digging he dug himself deeper but like you, you well, like this he, girl is selling definitely merch now monopoli- i was like she definitely monopolized yes. off of it and so because he right. he's out of pocket and he gotta yeah. go yeah he gotta go <laughs> You gotta know, go. Sure and that's why everybody be so hype about oh well you should get married listen because <clears throat> stuff like this happen <laughs> exactly and it ain't nothing but a conversation goodbye exactly yes Hilarious. so we're going to get into this week's episode topic and this week's episode topic is college is not for everyone for me, I agree with that. I wish, although I went to college, I enjoyed my experiences in college. I wish that somebody would have told me different. Um, Actually, while I was in college, a lot of people, when I would tell them my major, they would be like, you don't make no, you're not going to make no money. So it was pretty discouraging. But I still continued, um, felt like I had to prove people wrong. Um, But along the way, there were a lot of people who dropped out and decided that it wasn't for them. Um, Right. And guess what? They're doing pretty well. Out here making a lot of money with technology and with the trade and things like that. So, you know. But it's, it's it's it was pretty much drilled 
and to me in high school, it's like, you got to go to college, you got to go to college. You got to right. take your SATs and get this good score so you can go to college. You got 11th grade right. year, this and this and that. They looking at you, you got to go to college. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely, this is the thing. I'm definitely pro-college. I do want my kids to go to college. But if I acknowledge that they are not good students, if I acknowledge that in high school they aren't good students or that they don't really have interest in academia or whatever, I would prefer to use the money to invest in another skill or another interest. Now, again, like I said, I am pro-college, but I would not recommend like forcing somebody to go if that's not what they want to do or um, advocating or sometimes making people feel like without a college degree, they can't make good money. Um, there are a lot of jobs where you can make good money without a college degree. Um, but also I feel like, you know, college is not just for a job. You know, you do learn a lot. And and that is from the age of 18 to 21, it is a time in your life where you may be doing self-discovery, where um, you may not necessarily know what you want to do. I mean, shoot, we 40 years old and, and still trying to figure it out. So, right. I mean, to expect an 18-year-old to make a decision that's going to affect their life at 40 and 50 is a little unreasonable um, for them to like have a decision and know exactly what they want to do for the rest of their life or how they want to, you know, make a living or whatever. Like when they basically just, just six months ago was living in a mama's house. So Mm -hmm. um, again, like I said, we are pro college, but we're also pro trade school. We're also pro entrepreneurship. We're also mm-hmm. um, pro uh, tech school. And... Take a or take a year <laughs> off and figure it out. I'm pro that, right? Like um, you said, if you're 18 and just sometimes didn't even turn 18 yet, and it's like you're going to a new environment with these new people learning life skills, learning this, learning that, and you're kind of just pushed out there into the world. So. Yeah. And um, like when um, one of my friends, I know her niece is going to a community college. And I feel like when I was younger, a lot of things I feel like has changed. The perception of things have changed. I know that like when I was younger, I feel like um, community colleges were looked at as less than um and I don't think I think a lot of community colleges have more resources now or people are actually realizing how beneficial they can be and how you know how how you can get resources how you can get resources and utilize the community college for a fraction of the price um Mm -hmm. and I'm telling kids all the time, it really does not matter how you start. It really matters how you end. And I don't feel like that was ever preached. Um, I'm constantly telling young people who I know, take classes at your community college, your freshman year, your sophomore year, you know, 
you can finish college. If you are going to do college, you you need to utilize everything. You know, you need to utilize the resources. I didn't have any guidance. I think it's so important that if you are going to go to college, that you find mentorship. I didn't know nothing about that stuff. I just was going to school. That's it. I was just going to school, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's very important. Cause you see, I see people now who had utilized that and did that, how it helped them tremendously when they graduated, having mentorship, having internships, having externships, like, you know, just doing things that are beneficial. Like I'm not really keen on, like, for instance, if you are going to go to college, right. And you feel like that's something that you really want to do. I just don't feel like you should utilize your time like working at like a minimum wage job as opposed to like utilizing the time to study for SATs and getting better grades and being able to get like, you know, scholarships for college. But that's me. But sometimes um, that's people's way of, way of how they oh, no. do things. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm talking about people who like don't people who are privileged enough to like not have to work, you know, they don't need to work um, because their parents are able to, are financially set, but not necessarily don't necessarily have money for college, you know? But I know that's some people the thing who, too. A lot of times all of these scholarships and um, grants and things are out here and because there's no education on where to look for them, how to get them, right. what you need to do then it ends up being a lot of times people get to the end and then they run out of financial aid and stuff. Right. And then they can't finish. They never get their degree. Exactly. They're right there. When you're in the 11th grade or the 10th grade and you, you, you have the opportunity to maybe get a job to work or whatever. Like, I think you should be, instead of looking for jobs, you should be looking for scholarships. <laughs> you should be looking you, for. I mean, again, everybody is not blessed to do that, but then it's like, yeah, you should be doing it, but who's going to let you know? That's the thing. Like a lot of parents don't know. They probably never went to college, never applied for a scholarship or a grant or anything like that. And honestly, school counselors, they don't help you with that stuff a lot of times either because think about the public school system. If you if you go to a public school, how many students they're in charge of helping with college applications and all of that stuff? I just remember for me personally, my counselor just saying, oh, well, do you want to go to college? Well, you know, in state is less money. And if you go out of state, it's more money. So think about that when you're applying and things like that. But for me, my journey was a little bit different because I didn't have parents to put down for financial aid. So I pretty much had to get documentation saying, even though. So you had to get emancipated? And I had to become a ward of the court and I had to produce my mom's what? death certificate. Yeah. In order for me to get financial aid. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because, so, but what, you wasn't living with your dad when you graduated from high school? I was, but he didn't. When I say this man didn't do nothing, he never even, when, and 
I had ended up getting in that's so I, I'll talk about my personal journey. So what ended up happening is I went to Temple. However, I went through something where I was I was working and I had a medical billing job and I felt like, oh well, I wasn't doing that good in school. And I'm like, oh, I got this job. I'm making good it for me it was good money at that time. And I was well, how many semesters? But how many semesters did you complete at Temple? A year. I completed a year, but I no, I'm lying. I didn't finish the second semester. Okay, that's when I just stopped going abruptly, right? Spring, and I was like, I'm making this money at this medical building, please. I don't have no kids. I don't have no bills. I thought it was cool, but I dropped out, and. Mm. Ultimately, I ended up quitting that job because the the owner of the company was real crazy or whatever. So then I started working at Models. Then I started working at uh, NCO. It was just like a whole journey before I actually ended up going back to school. But when I did go back, I went to community for a semester and then I transferred to LaSalle. But my dad never... You- Oh, okay. You only went to community for one semester? I thought you went there longer than that. No, I only went... No, I didn't do two years. I went more than one semester, but I didn't do two whole years because I already had... I was able to keep some of the credits from Temple. Then I had to do the rest enough to transfer to LaSalle. So I had to have Mm -hmm. enough credits to just transfer in, which I did. And so I was just able to transfer into LaSalle. But he ain't never say how school was yeah. going on. He didn't even know I dropped out, child. So it was just pretty much pointless. I pretty much did this journey on my own. I really didn't have no help. I did it. Right. Well, I, I'll say the people at the school helped me, especially at LaSalle, because initially I had went directly to LaSalle thinking I could just go um, because I I didn't... Thing. I didn't know about transferring in your credits. So I just applied. And when I applied, oh. they asked, like, did you go to any other schools or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I found out, like, okay, you could transfer in, but you need this amount of credits to transfer in, blah, blah, blah. So then that's when the advisor at LaSalle was like, went over my classes with me. And she told me, like, exactly what I needed and how to go about it. So she was really helpful. But other than that, I did everything by myself. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, my parents definitely were, they were supportive to the point where they could. They um didn't, they, they definitely always expected for me to go to college. Um, I don't think, yeah, I mean, but when it came to registration, when it came to um, filling out paperwork, I mean, what what my dad had to fill out, he filled out. Um, but again, more so, I guess my message is more so to the parents. Um, when you do have kids, you know, because I do know a lot of people who kind of didn't think about college early on for their children. And then once their child was like a senior, then that's when like they started talking about it mm-hmm. and like, then they're moving mountains and, you know, going into debt and trying to figure out what to do so they can accommodate this dream of their child going to college. But um, 
I, I again, I think that college is definitely a great experience. Some people make it, some people don't make it. Some people wind up going back later in age and doing great. Um, but it's not like, okay, I feel like a lot of times people put so much value on their degree in regards to like the their substance or, you know, how valuable they are as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um I notice a lot, especially with social media. Yeah. That, putting um, it behind their name. And... Or people, I mean, and, I mean, I think on a professional standpoint, okay. But I think like some people um, don't really understand who they are. And I feel like a lot of times like getting degrees, it kind of like, you know, give them maybe a sense of who they are without really knowing. I think um, it, it's just, it's just, it's basically just like an add on to mm-hmm. who you are, you know, or like uh, a physical like proof that you're you have capabilities. But I mean, there, there's a lot of jobs that you know people can get and make a good living, um, without the four years plus without the debt. <laughs> yeah, and um, and everybody who went to college is not smart, like. I, and everyone who's not in college is not is it's, not it's not it's, dumb. It's not, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can't. That doesn't define who you are. And I will say. I mean, it definitely. If you are not going, so continue education is very important. Um, I think you should always be always strive to be be educated to to read and to learn, right? Now, these institutions that are created, um, we're basically just paying them for the curriculum, Mm -hmm. you know? But a lot of the information that you learn in college is available. We now have the World Wide Web. A lot of people, when they went to college, it wasn't easily accessible. Mm -hmm. Children now can get a lot of information from the internet, um, but you have to be careful because a lot it's a lot of misinformation out there. You know what I mean? But there's still information in books. Books yeah. are still available. You can still buy books. The same books that people buy from colleges, you can buy that yourself. But mm-hmm. um but I say this to say that there are some um careers that would just require your dedication and time. And not necessarily cost you like I know people who did there's internships where you don't get paid, you know, you you may not get paid, but you get free training. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying outside of the college credits, like not even going to college where you can take. Oh, yeah, like summer internships and stuff like that or just or just like um, some certifications where they'll have apprenticeship programs Mm -hmm. like my my goddaughter. Right. She wanted to be a she wanted to be a welder, and I was like so excited because th- this way she you know welders start off like seventy five dollars an hour, but when COVID hit, the the programs were shut down, and she didn't have that structure of the tech school that she was going to because of COVID to like sign her up, push her to do this, push her to do that. 
and having drive is so important too. I was just about to say, like anything that you're doing, tech school, apprenticeships, everything, you got to have motivation. You got to have drive. If you don't have that, then none of it is going to work for you. Yeah, none of it is going to work. So it's like she had this idea in her head and this plan, but if you don't have the drive to execute it, you know, time goes by. And here, years don't went by and you still never went and enrolled in the tech school and, you know, became a welder. They're always going to need welders. I mean, especially when it comes to women and minorities, I'm sure there's always a place. Um, More recently, you know, they've been having like different unions. They've been having apprenticeship programs. Mm -hmm. Um, You do still have to take aptitude tests for most of these things, but if you, you know, was a, a fairly good student in high school, you should be able to pass it. Um, like I just found out, you know, air traffic controllers, they make really good money. Um, and, you know, you that's a training program. They say the median salary of an air traffic controller is $130,000. But this is the thing. Don't get caught. A lot of people get caught up on money. And yeah. they think that they want to do something because they see the amount of money that people in these careers meet and then they get to it and they see like it's not for for them so I feel like do something that you love do something that you think because it's different when you're doing something that you like and that you enjoy rather than something that oh I'm just going here for a paycheck it's not enjoyable it doesn't become enjoyable like I said for me people would tell me oh you want to school for social work you're not going to make any money. You definitely going to have to get your master's and you definitely going to have to get a PhD. However, while I was going through my journey in college, my professors always told me you're not limited. People look at this profession and say, oh, well, I'm looking at the starting salary and this and this and that. But there are people with social work degrees who have their own businesses, who do this, who do, do that, and are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. You could be a, a consultant. You can be a, like right. a, a, it's so many things. So you're not limited to just what your degree says that you are or what you went to school for. It's how you utilize it. Right. But don't get hung up on the money. Because that happens a lot, for, especially for younger kids. Like, oh, my aunt is a nurse and she make money. Right. But are you really equipped? I think it's a matter that? of finding a good balance. It's a matter of finding something that is going to make you happy as well as something that is not going to, ha- you know, is going to supply your needs and not have you like stressed out. You know what I mean? Um, I personally didn't know really what I wanted to do when I went to college. I, it sound good. I wanted to be, I said I wanted to be a lawyer. I don't think I really wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I think it was just. What did you major in in undergrad? Legal studies. Oh, did you? I don't know why I thought you did business. It is under the business school. They didn't Uh, have, they don't have Temple. I don't know if they have it now. They never had a pre-law program. Okay. So, um, I guess mostly everybody either did poli-sci or. I mean, I did, I don't know. Like, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't think that I really knew, and I don't think I really had guidance. So um, I do recommend everybody who, if they do choose to go to college, to utilize the resources. They're not, if you go to a big college, the stuff is not going to come to you. Um, you have to go and you have to be 
you have to be an advocate. You have to, you know, go to meetings, go to the Black Student Union, go like you have to be involved and actually, you know, you may find out and find somebody and be like, oh, such and such is looking for an internship. You never know. Like a lot of things is word of mouth or it's just being at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't suggest anybody to go to college and like stay in their bubble and not take full advantage of the environment. Um, and it's the same thing if you, you know, if you want to be, but if you want to just get a job, like if, if that's what you really want to do, like if you just want to get a job, like, I don't want to go to school. I just want to get a job. Like then you, you can do that. Like, I think a lot of times people kind of like set certain expectations on, on children and because the children may feel like they can't meet those expectations a lot of times they shut down completely and like don't do anything yeah and I you know honestly when I look at people's family dynamics right so both of my my parents didn't go to college my mom went went to beauty school she was a beautician but my dad, he didn't go to college, but my older sisters went to college. So I did have that as an example. My oldest sister dropped out, but then my other sister, she did start out at community, which is crazy to me because they never helped me along my journey. But that's a whole other story. But I see that for a lot of teens and children, when they have people in their family who they see have went to college and things like that, then they have that example. And then they start thinking like, oh, I might want to go to college too. But then I see families that come from just, like I know a family and everybody and nobody in that family went to college and everybody in that family has worked, but they all have been at their job 20 plus years. Like they've been at their job since they were a teenager and they kind of worked their way up. So that's kind of the structure and the dynamic of their family. Nothing wrong with that because this is what the children are growing up seeing. Like, oh, my mom's at her job for 20 years and she's doing well. So it just sometimes depends on the dynamic, the role models that people have in the family. And so if everybody in your family has been working and been at their job long term, then you decide, oh, I'm I'm gonna have my son go to college. You also have to think about where he's grew up around what he's been seeing. So that plays a big part in it as well. And I don't think right. people often but I think, think about that. But see, and I also think that that's where college comes into because a lot of times you're exposed. We talked about this before. Like you are exposed to different people's stories and different people of different backgrounds. So it gives you other perspectives. A lot of times, if you are kind of like only around the people that you, that are like you, that you know, a lot of times you may not even be aware of other opportunities or things that are available to you. And that's where I think college can be a great thing. And a lot of people like, um, you know, some people don't have really good social skills. Some people don't have like, I'll say like, for instance, now as an adult, I can appreciate, um, having group projects in college. I can appreciate having public speaking classes in in, in um, college because that does build your confidence when having to speak in front of people, when having to deal with people, you know, those things, I don't think 
while we were in it, we really understood the significance of how it will help us in the real world. But in the real world, you will be, you know, if you're working a job, you will be with other people. You will have to be usually on a team, a, a team or whether you lead in the team or you're a team member. Um, and you will probably have meetings and somebody might ask you to speak up or whatever. And I think, um, you know, as a 19 year old, you just like, I'm just trying to do my part. And <laughs> so you yeah. may not really understand how important it is. That's why like, some people don't have, like I said, social skills are really important. Um, or even being able to pick up social cues or, um, like I know for me, you may have different professors that can be influential for your life. Like, you know, make yeah. you look at things different. They may challenge you. So college is definitely a great thing for somebody who wants to get everything out of it. You know, I don't think people should go to college just because it sounds good. You should like want to take it by the horns and like, okay, I'm going to really um, take advantage of, like, I know people who like you just enroll in bullshit ass classes you know what I mean yeah I'm just saying like don't force because this is what you foresee for your child don't force it on them kind of you gotta let them kind of because when when parents force the things that they didn't get to do on your child uh it's a disaster and it's like right. I've heard parents like, "I'm living through of... my child. I'm living through my child." No, right. you can't. You gotta. Yeah, that is harmful. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think it's just exposure. It's like you know, giving your kids the opportunity to see the world, um, maybe differently than how it was presented to you. You know but what I mean? That has to start. That that I'm not gonna say it has to. It can start at a younger age. Exactly. Putting them I'm in saying. programs and yes. Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and you know after very school. That, yeah, that's very important. Very important. Yes, yeah. that's very important. Like I said, as a parent, sometimes I'm OD. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm OD, and I'll be like, I didn't sign them up. I didn't sign. But um, I know that, and I'm not saying that my parents didn't want to sign me up for things. I just don't think that they a, was aware of a lot of different programs, and um, the way that I grew up is different than the way that my children are growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends that lived near me so I wasn't ever like I didn't have a lot of idle time like I just played with my friends but you know my my children don't don't have that and I'm not gonna say I live through my daughter but I want to invest in her she's my investment so I try to invest in her hey do you want to do this do you want to do that do I'm not always like I don't everything that she signs up for I sign her for that's the difference she shows interest in yeah Right. You're asking her. You're not just to be like, you're doing this and you're doing that because yeah. I didn't get a chance to do this. So you're oh, going to yeah. do that. That's what I mean. And so that's harmful to children because no, they don't want to do what you didn't get a chance to do. No, maybe you want them to have opportunities that you didn't. But if you at one time wanted to be a uh, um go into tap dance and all of that stuff and be do dance and now you're making your daughter do it and that's not something that she wants to do so right 
you're going yeah, to invest, my, invest, invest, and then yeah, me and my manager was just through. talking about that. She was like, um, I was telling her that Ava had started her dance intensive this week and she was like oh is she a good dancer I'm like yeah you know she's been dancing since she's been a dancing machine she's been dancing since she was four and um she was saying that her niece cannot dance and her sister keeps signing her up for dance and you know what's so crazy is that I had a moment as a parent where um I knew that this was something that my daughter liked when she was three years old and she cried and I was like in that moment I had to make a decision like um I knew that she loved to dance so it was just like should I take her out it was like am I gonna take her out but I know she loves to dance it was literally just her first sign of the first I think was her first sign of anxiety as a three-year-old you know what I mean she really didn't know how to do it but it was like she was crying and dancing at the same time. Yeah, I think at three, you really don't. You really <laughs> she, don't. That's know. what I'm saying. Like she did. Sure. Um, she she would do hip hop and fine, and then she would have a break. Then she would have to do ballet, and the lady in ballet was a little mean. So <laughs> she was crying. I'm like, oh my god! And some people took their kids out, but I just was like, I I know this girl like to dance. Like she's been dancing forever. But what like, if she I know just she- didn't like ballet? That could have been it. She too. was dancing, but she was it wasn't like she wouldn't stop dancing. She still she was doing ballet before she took ballet. She had a tutu, she cried for this tutu, and she was doing like plies and all that before she even she was two years old. So that's why I was like, oh my God. But um it's just that it's just the the strict guidelines of ballet. That's what it is. Because even now she she hadn't took taken ballet in like two years, but she has to take ballet now. Hmm. So it's just it's just a strict. It's not that she don't like the ballet movement. It's just that the teachers in ballet are stricter than the teachers in any other discipline. Yeah, that's gonna happen throughout life too. You'll have bosses like that. You'll exactly. have college professors like that. Exactly, so. and that's why I think that it is important. That's that's why sometimes these extracurricular. I know for me being in Girl Scouts, it definitely did help me with like customer service because as a small girl, I was, you know, selling, selling Girl Scout cookies. And then like when I did get jobs where I had to work with the public, I wasn't scared. I wasn't timid or anything like that. So you, you may not understand how certain skills translate as you get older or as you do things, but you know, as when, when you, in that moment, you may not understand the importance of it. But as you get older, you start to correlate it with certain experiences that you had as a young person. Yeah. Um, so I, I I just know a lot of people, like even when we had Darlene on and she was saying like, you know, because she's um, building this, um, you know, real estate empire, like she wants, you know, her son, like to not even go to college and do real estate or whatever. But she said she do want him to go to college, but she wants him to do real estate. Real estate, yeah. And you know, the thing about it is when you do have a family business, a lot of a lot of that's how nepotism works. <laughs> a lot of times your kids can go to college and they'll bring that that hundred thousand dollars, hundred and fifty thousand dollar education back to your business. And now you have maybe somebody with a little more knowledge, with right, a little more experience, a little a little mm-hmm. more education, you know, things that maybe you didn't know. Right. Um, like I deal with that 
you know, in my current job, like where one of my co-workers is an older woman where she knows her stuff when it comes to like for us we may rely on a computer to calculate things more she can do a lot of that in her head because she didn't have the computer growing up you know what I mean like so sometimes people like that is good because they can pick up on the mistakes of the computer but yeah and you know it's just I I just don't think think that you know it's not for everyone (laughs) You got to yes. talk to your children. You got to get their input. You got to let them be in, in, a part of the process and making decisions um, so that, you know, things could be beneficial and it could be what they enjoy and what they like to do, not being forced on them. And it's good to look for those resources, do your own research. It's actually, I think they changed the name, but I remember it used to be scholarships for dummies. Um, but it's a lot of books out there that can help you with scholarships and simplifying them and things like that. So definitely do, definitely do your due diligence as a parent to seek out these resources and er, the earlier, the better. Yes. Yes. And I think it's the matter of just like mapping out a plan. A lot of times people just maybe assume that their kids is going to go to college and then like there's no plan B, C or D. And so it's like um, when we get to senior year and and they they may be like, "Mm, I don't think I want to (laughs) go. And then Mm -hmm. you're like scrambling like okay well what do you like what do you want to you know like it's just a matter of like trying to set your kids up so that everybody's going to fall you know what I mean it's just a matter of how much cushion they're going to have on them so they aren't like bruised and beat up when they do fall and like I like like I said, for me, I, I would like for my children to go to college if they don't want to go to college then it's like what's the plan you know, because I do want you to have, I right. do want you to do good in life. I want, I want you to be happy. I want you to, you know, I want you to be a productive adult. I want you to, you know, I don't want you to, because I mean, it, a lot of times everybody can be um, a step away from depression. And that's another thing. Like you also have to see what's best for your child's mental health because everybody's mental health is not the same. And I do know some people who went to college and they became depressed and they didn't know how to express that. And, um, you know, being Mm -hmm. around new people is a lot. Being in a new environment is a lot for a lot. Some people Um, dealing with the stress of schoolwork can be a lot. So you got to kind of like see what's going to work best for everyone, you know, like, okay. That's why it's important to know your child because everybody is not equipped to go away. Some people can be commuters and go locally and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's, you got to have some grace if your child goes for a year and they, you know, might want to see, I don't know if this for me. Okay. Well, let's figure it out. Don't just be upset. Like I did all of this and now you going. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because, um, like for instance, when Ava, when Ava went to camp, when she went to camp last year, that was her first time, like, you know, going to away camp. I wasn't really sure how it was going to be. Um, I felt like she enjoyed herself this year. She then brought 
uh, I then got other other friends to go, and this was their first time. Now, the one little girl, I could already tell by her personality that she was going to be fine, you know? She she went, she enjoyed herself. Her and Ava both got star campers. They was good. But Ava, Ava other friend, she was homesick in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, I miss my mom. <laughs> yeah. So everybody is different. Um, I've always, because, because I'm a worry ward, I've always tried to give my daughter certain skills because unfortunately I do think like, I don't know if I'm going to be here for the right. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So I need to uh, try to equip you with stuff in case one day I'm not here. You know, that's just how I look at things. Everybody don't, but that's just how I look at things. Yeah. I think that's a good, a good way to look at things because you're not always going to be here. And so you do need to equip your children because you don't know. You you just don't know. So I think that's a good way of looking at it. So yeah, college isn't for everyone. Know your kids, know their strengths, know their weaknesses. Take interest in what they like, what they don't like. All of that is important as life goes on. I think the thing is, if you don't know, you can find somebody who do know. Yeah. But then that goes back to putting them into services, putting them into extracurricular activities, trying different things, all of that stuff, and paying attention because that's important too. Asking yes. questions, <laughs> being around people, being around like-minded parents too. Because a lot of things that I put my daughter in, it was because somebody else told me about it. You know, somebody else who you know do did this for their kid. They're like, oh, hey, there's a, here's a resource. Right. Not, not ha- having gatekeepers around you. Yes, don't want to share information. Right. Like, nope, I'm keeping this information. Yes. I only want my kids. The basketball program that she's in. Another parent told me about it the salvation army and other parents told me about it like you know yeah it's definitely important so so let's close out with these lyrics even though i really should be (laughs) at the beyonce concert right now but it's okay you should have searched for some last minute tickets i did i did but it's okay, because, I mean, I do have FOMO. I didn't think I was going to have FOMO. I do have FOMO, but I'm not feeling my city, so. Yeah. I still have time to go, but I'm not, I, I, I don't, I don't. How much were the last minute tickets? Oh, they had tickets like 230 Oh, 250 okay. Yeah, I know people that that's what they do. They'll wait until the day of and right. they'll get yeah, tickets. Girl, today I downloaded SeatGeek and um, StubHub. Yeah, people do um, that with flights too. I just can't live my life on the edge like that. But people do it all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah, I do have FOMO, but it's okay. I'll I, I decide. I'll decide. Cause she, um, she's going to be in Maryland too, like next month. So I don't know. <sighs> but anyway. Okay. okay. So my lyrics this week is from Beyonce, School and Life. There's not a real way to live this for real. Just remember, stay relentless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop running until it's finished 
Yeah, yeah. It's up to you. The rest is unwritten. Yeah, yeah. I never heard that song a day in my life. School and Life? Never. That, that's the end of it, though. That's like the outro. I you never heard, heard of that song. No, you how you... Janine, I, I, I Because I've heard it plenty of times, but didn't know the name of it until just recently. What album is it on? It's like, this is for my 30, 20-something woman. You ever heard that part? That's how it starts. What it's album from, is it on? I think it's uh, self-titled. Hold on. Because I never heard that song. I never even knew it was a song. <laughs> she had like a song called School of Life. Oh, it's from 4. Oh, yeah, now. Okay. Yeah. I didn't... Um. Ava liked the song, likes the song, so I didn't start appreciating the song until after she she would listen to it all the time. Okay, learn something new every single day. <laughs> <laughs> so my lyrics, I know y'all know Kanye been on his ish, but mm-hmm. he still got some good music. So my lyrics are from "All Falls Down" by Kanye. And the lyrics I chose says, man, I promise she's so self-conscious. She has no idea what she's doing in college. That major that she's majoring don't make no money, but she won't drop out. Her parents are looking at her funny. Now tell me that ain't insecure. The concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore three years, ain't they ain't picked a career. She like, fuck it. I'll just stay down here and do hair. <laughs> and that's uh. so funny because... Well, we were, so when I was in high school, we had to do this internship program where we went to an elementary school and helped, we um, tutored the kids, right? So it was this little girl and she never wanted to do her work. And we had asked her, actually, she was a Tiffany student. And we had (laughs) asked her like, well, why don't you want to do your work? And she was like, I'm going to be a hairdresser. Oh, I don't, I don't Girl, you still got a freaking pass the test for that. <laughs> she was in elementary school, but come <laughs> to find out, come to find out, her mom was a hairdresser. Right. So that's why she was like, "I'm, I'm be a hairdresser." It just was hilarious. Right. So yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> so we're going to get out of here. We appreciate all the support, all of our listeners, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Peace out. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't leave yet. Thanks for listening to my mom and auntie. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at the underscore John underscore podcast. On Twitter at W underscore the J. On TikTok at the John A podcast. And visit our website www.johnpod.net. Don't forget to ask the door, sending your listening letters to the John Pod at gmail.com. Period. This is the John, a podcast. I love y'all. Be forward.